Okay. We'll, uh, we'll finish off this time. We're just going to finish off what we were discussing last time, which is the Gabbatha Indian of Tfila, the actual mikvah, and then we'll get the Vestas, and then we'll, uh, we'll talk a drop about Mianekas, but we'll basically be finished from there, the, the, basic, uh, the basic of Hilchas Nida. So we mentioned last time we were discussing up the, the day of Tfila, the Yoyma Tfila, and the process of the preparation of Tfila. We discussed Hafifa last time, the Chatzitzas last time, when to do the Hafifa. We discussed the whole process of the preparation for the mikvah. And the Ramah also brings down that a person needs to be careful, the couple needs to be careful when it comes to the Yoyma Tfila, that they, they're, they're as sanua as possible with the Tfila itself, which means that you try to keep it as private as possible. The Ramah writes a very strong Lush, and he writes that if a person's not careful, that's the, they get the call of Ur Sheikhim and Behema, when a person's not careful to, and exposes the fact that, you went to the, that she's going to the mikvah, that's something that a person has to be careful. The Archashulchan, maybe on the side of a little bit more the positive side, the Archashulchan writes that a person, a woman who is Tsenua, will be Zeichel, will be Muftach, that she'll have Banam Ksherim, she's Tsenua when it comes to the Indian of going to the mikvah. But either way, that's what the Ramah writes. A person has to be careful. There are obviously cases when that's not possible, and obviously cases where people will find out. Yet the place can say that the Iker issue is saying it and telling it to somebody explicitly. Somebody figures out, most of the time, a person's by the mothers, by, the in-law, by, by her parents, by her in laws, they'll figure out, they'll understand what's going on, that something like the woman has to go out, Dafka before the Suda, they'll figure it out. That's fine. The Iker Indian is. The Iker Indian is not to say it to try to be as tenu as possible. That's uh, that's the that's what the Ramah brings down. That's the Gabe the Yem of the Tefillah itself. When it comes to the actual mikvah, we didn't discuss last time the actual tefillah in the mikvah, how she actually goes to the mikvah. So there is machleik, there's a machleikas machaber and Ramah when a woman makes a bracha. A woman makes a bracha on the tefillah. There's machleikas machaber and Ramah when she makes the when she makes the bracha. According to the machaber, she makes it before she actually tevils. She makes the bracha bracha a bracha over like but all the mitzvahs. She makes a bracha and then goes under the water to be tevil. According to the Ramah, Fakar, she says she goes under, she's toivel, and when she's tahira, then she makes the bracha. The minig, the way the shlav brings down, the minig, the way most people have it, is that a woman dips twice. The first time she'll dip before the bracha, she'll make the bracha, and then she'll dip again, and that way she's yaitzah both the sheet, and the ramah. That's the minig by Roif Ashkenazim, is they dip twice with the bracha made in between. Spartam obviously go like the sheet, and they talk and do the dipping, they talk and make the bracha first, and then the tefillah afterwards, and they are, they're going with the das mechaber. Other people have different, various, varying numbers about how many times they dip. But again, this is the minig of the shalah, is a minimum of two times. People do seven, people do 14, people do as many, many numbers, same way by men, there's many different numbers. But the ikr is, based on the minig of the shalah, as is that, is that a woman does it twice. Now, Agabi actually going down in the mikvah, so we mentioned last, we mentioned last time that when it comes to chafifa, when it comes to chatzitza, we mentioned, we mentioned that there's three parts of the body. There's the parts of the body that are outside, the external parts of the body, and obviously those parts of the body have to have no chatzitzas on it, and they have to be totally immersed in the mikvah. Her whole body has to be in the mikvah, and that's the purpose of the mikvah attendant is there to make sure that her whole body, including every strand over here, goes under the water of the mikvah. That's the external part of the body, and then there's the parts which are called the base of starm, the parts that are inside, the part inside the eye, inside the inside the mouth, inside the ears. Those are base of starm and they don't need to actually have water get in, but they need to be royal to be a samayim. And therefore, when she goes in, she has to stand in a way that she's making sure that water gets over a whole guf. She stands with her feet spread apart. She should make sure that she's not, she's not her, 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 none of, no parts of her body are clenched tightly. Even if she's holding onto a railing or something, it should be held on very loosely. She should put, put, you know, put the water of the mikvah on, on it first and then hold on. She's holding onto the wall. She should make sure not to be holding on too tight. She should make sure that water is able to get to all external parts of her body. And when it comes to the inter- internal parts of her body, also she, should cl- she can close her mouth and close her eyes. She doesn't have to make sure that water gets into her mouth and eyes, but she shouldn't close them too tightly in order to make sure that she's not creating a real separation, a real chatzitza. She keeps them and that way it can go to the whole outside of her lips. And the inside of her mouth doesn't, water doesn't actually have to get in. It just needs to be, like we said last time, it just needs to be roi libias mayim. 
She should also make sure that, again, that her arms are not too close. She should lean over a bed. Also, the Rama brings down, she should lean over a bed to make sure that all parts, and obviously a woman has to make sure that if there's any folds in her skin, that she's making sure that the water is getting inside of all those folds, and there's no, uh, there's no, there's no potential mechitza, there's no potential chatzitzas. And that's why I mentioned, you know, like we just mentioned, that that's really the goal of the, of the mikvah, of the mikvah tendon, is to make sure that she gets underneath. I just saw one of the, one of the swarm brought down that she, the woman has to understand the mikvah tendon is not a rav, and she's not there to build a paskana chatzitzas. She should call a rav if she has any chatzitzas. Their main job is only one thing you shouldn't rely on them which means obviously not even not even not just asking them shilas, but don't rely on them with the assumption that they take a chrys for everything that's going on their only a chrys is to make sure that the woman goes down she's fully underneath and everything's covered obviously they'll be there as well in case there's chatzitzas on the back in place where a woman can't reach that they'll be able to look over a woman you know carefully you know quickly but the a woman needs to know that she's, she shouldn't be relying on the mikvah tendon to make sure that she's table properly just that she's under the water that's her job not for chatzitzas not for anything else but that's the that's what the that's what it does now there is a machlekes that got whether it applies to women the same way it applies to men. We are that a woman that when making a bracha that there is a potential issue of liber reisa erva, and therefore a woman should put her put her arm to create a separation underneath her lave before she makes a bracha. It's not yevet, but she should do it. That's where that she should put her arms around under her lave to be able to separate between her lave and her erva. That's all the going to the mikvah. So again, she stands with her feet spread apart. She stands making sure she's not holding on to anything too tightly, making sure that water can get to all external parts of her body. The internal parts it does not need to does not need to actually go to after coming out of the, after coming out of the mikvah many times many places have the minute that the mikvah woman the mikvah attendant will say tahira she'll say you know that she that she's actually tar it's based on arizal that she'll say she's tar some of the minute also to make sure based on our mother must says that she should be careful that the first thing that she's paga the first thing that she meets is something tahira not an animal to or a person that's to and therefore by us it's obviously taken care of very simply because the mikvah lady is the first person that she's meeting and she's obviously a yid so that's the first person that she's on and earth you saw the 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 minigas, I think I mentioned this last year as well, and I tell the minigas that the mikvah attendant actually touches the lady when she comes out of the mikvah, not just that she sees her, she touches it. And it's good, I think, uh, you know, when people move to her, it's good, I don't warn them because it's the kind of thing that gets very, women will get very, very like freaked out. Like, why, why is she touching me? What's she doing? But that's, uh, that's the minigas that I saw that they, they hold that mamish, not just to see something, that the first thing that touches her is, is a, is a, uh, is a, what's it called? Is a, um, is, some, is something tar, which is, which is, which is the mikvah lady. Now, the price can bring down as well that she should, when she comes back home, she should tell her husband Tivalti. She should tell her husband that she actually went to the mikvah. She has no money to be able to say that, but she should say it to her husband Tivalti. The can say, the other place can say, some of that friend say that could be she doesn't have to say the words straight out if it's difficult for her to say it. You know, the place can discuss whether she can send it in a text if that's considered to be Yetzid, is then the Shulchan Aruch to be say Tivalti. But either way, she should say it or breaking her chakka, some say is enough. But the Icar is the chatchila. One should say Tivalti, she say, I went to the mikvah. And she can say kosher, I went to the mikvah, I went under, whatever, whatever lashon she wants to use to make sure that her husband knows that she actually went to the mikvah and she has no manas to say that. Now the Ramah also writes that a woman should be careful not to take a shower in in the place in the in the actual mikvah building for a, chashash, for a very simple chash. We're nervous that if she takes a shower in the mikvah after she goes to the mikvah, she's going to say to herself the following: I just went into the water. The water I went into wasn't so clean. I just took a shower. The shower after I come out of the shower I feel clean. Which one actually made me tahira? It's much more likely that the mikvah made, that the w- shower made me tahira than the mikvah. And we're nervous that next time she's going to say, "What do I need to go into the dirty water and then wash myself off? Let me just go into the shower. I'll wash myself off properly, and then I'll be tahira." Therefore, the rabbi says we have a gzera. We don't allow her to take a shower in the mikvah building. 
building. Now the, the Ramesha brings down if a woman's a real istinist and she doesn't want to go home until she takes a shower, there is a makam to be makal. Obviously, she talked to Rav before deciding that she's an istinist that can't handle going home without a shower. But Lamaisa shouldn't be taking it in the mikveh building. Once she comes home, then also the Paiskam are more makal, at least once she breaks her chakas. So that way she knows after going to mikveh, she broke her chakas and she realizes she's not a nida, even if the couple hasn't had, you know, hasn't had beer yet, they haven't been intimate yet, still there's a makam to be makal to say that they, she already understands the concept that she's tahira. She can already take a shower afterwards. But at least once they break a chakas, then uh, then she could already be toivo. Then she could already take a shower. But Friday, if she's not taking it in the in the uh, mikveh itself, that's all agabe the tefila. Now the last thing we're going to discuss, achranach and chaviv, is the Indian of Vestas, and it's the thing that's probably the most confusing for most people. But it's really very very simple. We're going to try to make it. As, we're going to try to make it as simple as since it's very simple. We're going to try to make it as simple as possible, and uh, and hopefully we'll try to uh, we'll try to understand it. We're only going to talk about the things that are most negel lomaisa. We're not going to talk about every case. And when you learn a pe and you have to talk about every single case and every aflug on every dilug and every aflug lomafrei on dilug lomafrei, you have to talk about all those cases. We try to talk about all, only those things that are actually relevant. La halacha and those things that actually come up. I mentioned last year, and I think I mentioned two years ago as well, that Eitzah Tayva Kamash Malan. It's it's and I've seen this already, even in the newer Nidus Farm, they're already writing it in the Svarim. Eitzah Tayva Kamash Malan to download an app if somebody. If somebody has a smartphone, or if their wife has a smartphone, if they know someone has a smartphone, they could do it for them. They should download the app. The apps are way, way better, and and the chances of the chances of having a mistake in an app again, there is a, there's a chance. There's always a chance that there's a mistake. Somebody told me that if you find a mistake in the app in this Mikvah calendar app, which is uh, you know the one the one that I recommend people to use, find a mistake in the app, they give you like he found a mis- some glitch in the app, and they give him like a lifetime free of the app because they're, they're trying to promote people to try to find any glitches, but a glitch in the app is a lot less likely than a glitch that you're gonna make on a paper calendar. And therefore, that's probably the easiest and best ETA. First of all, because it will, ca- it will calculate all vestas, but not only that, what the, what the calendar, what the app does also is it also sends reminders. So which means it sends a reminder, an email, every single day of the Shivanakiyam to do a badika twice a day. And it sends a reminder to do a hafsik taira. It sends a reminder that, t- that today's a vest. So just forget about the fact of actually calculating the vestus, but the, the reminders and the emails that you get from the app, which just reminds a lady of all of the shivanikim and, and the fact that there's a vest, and the fact that she has to be parish, and the fact that she has to do badika, those itself are very, very helpful because it's very common that a woman will say, I forgot, you know, it's, I put it on my calendar, but I don't see my paper calendar constantly. And I forgot that I have to do badika and I miss day one or I miss day seven. So therefore, it's a type of that, that you should do it. The only thing that, that a person needs to be careful about is that you sit with a rub or you sit with somebody who's knowledgeable when setting up the app because they have a whole list of of preferences based on your different shitas, based on Sephardi, Ashkenazi, whether you go to Moshe, whether you go to Arzerua, as we'll discuss these different vestas, you just sit with someone, you can just go through it, it's, it's 10, 10 different options, you can just set them up, they have, I think one of the options is called according to Rabbi Force, like the Lachas Nida Sefer, but you can set it up, it's very simple, you can just do custom options and set them up, again, maybe it's not the most yeshivish thing to say, but it's the most practical thing, and I think it's the most, uh, it's the most, uh, most useful to say. I, I got married 10 years ago, and, and I remember my wife's college teacher already told her then, and I think that it was a chiddush, but I think that, again, a- as time goes on and people get less and less competent and less and less capable of calculating things and remembering things, these things become that much more common and that much more helpful. So, Lagabi discussing the actual halachas of Vestas and the actual Vestas itself. So, Chazal, Chazal learned from the Pasuk of Yisartim has been a Yisrael to Masam, that aside from the fact that a woman needs to be Pirish B'Shas Tumah, there's obviously an Isr Nida that a woman needs to be Pirish, also, she needs to also be Pirish B'Shas Vesta. What is a Vesta? Vest is the time of the month that she normally gets her period. We'll discuss exactly the differences of what a Vest is, but that's what a Vest is. 
whether Vest is Deraisa, Vest is Terabanan, Wilamaisa Paskin, Vest is Terabanan, but that is what a Vest is, because I'll learn it from a Pasuk, but that a woman needs to be Pirish, a woman needs to separate at least from Tashmish, Vijas Vesta, because we know, and there's a re- good reason to assume that she's going to get her period, even though right now she's not an Ida, because she's likely to get it. Therefore, Vizartim is Bnei Shom, Meitu Masam, you have to have Azhara, an extra Azhara from the Tumah, that's called the Indian of Vest. Now, Bimei Chazal, things are very, very in sync, people's bodies are very in sync, probably because of a lot of reasons, probably because of social things, because of the way they ate, because of many, many different things. If you look at the, uh, the, the, the Sfarim, which will explain why things were different back then. And it was very simple, and a woman would have her period come out every single month on the same day, not only the same day, and the same Aina every, every, every month. So if every month would be in the, on the you know, Chaf L'Chaydesh, it would come Chaf L'Chaydesh by day, and this would happen on a regular basis. That's what's called Aves Kavua, and that's what we'll discuss the first one. That's the Maisa, very, very uncommon nowadays. It's, it's come out not Nimtze Bechlal. And what we have is something called the Vashayin Kavua, where we don't have 100% certainty when it's going to come. Nevertheless, we still have what Chazal say, that if a woman doesn't have a Aves Kavua, woman doesn't have certainty, what are the days that she needs to be Chayshish to figure out when it's most likely that she's going to get her period. So it's not with the same chazaka, the same kvias as Bimei Chazal, but still to figure out when she needs to be perished, when she needs to be cheshish for the vest. Now, aside from, aside from what we'll discuss, which is the actual vestus, it's important to understand that vestus always work based on an aina. Vestus don't work the way halachic, regular halachic days work. That if a woman sees a vest on chaf l'chaydesh, whether b'yayim or whether b'layla, it's called a vest kavua or vest kavua, vestus always work based on an aina. An aina is a period of night or, or the period of day. Right, the Aynas mean either from Nates until from Nates until Shkia or from Shkia until Nates. That's called an Aynas, Aynas Yoim, Aynas Laila. And always when it comes to when it comes to Vestas, whether it's a Ves Kavua or Vesha Aina Kavua, a woman always has to be conscious of when did it happen. Did it happen at night or did it happen at day? Did it happen before Shkia, after Nates? At what point at what point did it happen? The fact that it happened on Chafla Chaydesh doesn't matter over here. It's not the halachic day. It goes based on has to go based on the lunar, based on the lunar cycle, and therefore it goes based totally based on the Aina. And that's going to be obviously important, figuring out a Ves Kavua. And even when it comes to Ves Sha'ina Kavua, figuring out what Aina she saw. And another Agdama that's important is that vest, a vest is not only, a vest is not counted, and a vest is not created when a woman becomes Tameh. A vest is created from the time of the flow, which means if a woman, if a woman did a Bedika, and on the Bedika she found something which is Metameh her, that's not called a vest. A vest is when a woman actually had a, when a woman actually had a flow. So a Kesem won't create Vestus, and even a Kesem which will be Metameh or a small Kesem won't be Vestus, only once it turns into a real flow. Either it's a very, very large large kesem, like we discussed uh, maybe two shirim ago, a very large kesem, which is large enough to be matame, or it's an actual flow, that's when you start counti- counting actual, actual vestas. So vestas is when the time of the flow happened, not when the time of, not when the time of tumah happened. Now, it, it is important that, it is important to know that most women don't just start their period just mamash full flow. Sometimes it could be small staining before, sometimes it could be for a day or two, sometimes it could be for an hour or two, sometimes, and, and if it happens that it's common that she's staining for a day or two before, it's good to talk to Ruff to figure out how large the staining is, and if the staining is large enough to consider that to be the beginning of the vest, or no, only the time that she actually becomes tame, which means the staining could go on for a day or two, like we discussed, I think, in last year, two shirim ago, the staining could go on for a day or two without actually making her tame. If it's staining, which is small, and it's it's on it's obviously on big day tzvaynim because she's not she's not she's tahira so the the, the staining which happens on begadim tzvaynim or in a pad is not going to make her tummy unless it's a very large amount of stain nevertheless that she knows and she's certain that this is the beginning of the period so let's get that to talk over with the rav exactly is this called the beginning of the flow or is only once the actual flow starts called the beginning of the flow if a woman's unsure when her flow started for the dogma the case machaber brings down she woke up and she and she sees that she, and she's that she uh, her flow started at some point during the night she doesn't know if it started at two o'clock at two at two a.m. or it started 
at 7 a.m. after Nates. So the, the, the best thing to do is, the, the way the Mechaber says the halacha is, she goes based on the Shas Metzia, not, not, not based on anything else, not based on, on the potential that it may have come at night. If she finds it in the morning after Nates, she assumes that, it, that the flow happened by day. And when she's marking down her Vesta, she marks it down as Oynes Ayoyim, not Oynes Halal. The only exception to the rule is if she sees a very, very large amount. She wakes up five minutes after, after Nates and she sees a large amount of blood that it's impossible that all that blood came after Nates, then she assumes that obviously it's not an assumption. Then she obviously knows that it came at night and then she'll count it down as Oynes Halal, not Oynes but every other case it goes based on Shas Metzia. That's all Hakdama to Vestas. Again, Vestas will see a Vest Kavua, Vest Kavua. Vestas are go based on the Oyna and Vestas go based on the time when the flow actually begins, when not, not just the time of Tumo when there's actually a flow. Now, we're going to split up and we're going to talk about Veskavua, even though Veskavua is, like we said, it's Kamatna Benimtza. Nevertheless, it's Kedai to talk about it first, first of all, because that's Agdamat Vesha Enikavua. And second of all, we'll see that there are things that come up in Veskavua that will help us understand Vesha Enikavua as well. So when it comes to Veskavua, so in order to establish a Veskavua, she needs to see three months in a row, not just the same day, but also the same Aina. It needs to be the same pattern. We'll talk about three different types, but it needs to be the same the same way she saw one month, she sees the next month and the third month in a row, like every other chazaka that we find in Chazal. This is a chazaka, this makes her have a vest kavua. And now on month number four, she knows vade when she's going to be able to see, the, when she's going to see the blood. And that is called her vest. And we'll discuss, after we discuss all the vestas, what happens on the day of the vest. The priest on the bedika, what she needs to do on the day of the vest. First, we'll talk about what the, what the actual vestas are. So that's called a vest kavua. It needs to be that she saw, again, the same oina three months in a row. Now there's three, there's three potential types of so there's two potential types of Veskavua. One type of Veskavua is called Vesta Chaydesh, which is a very simple one, Vesta Yama Chaydesh, which means she saw today's Chaf Aleph, she saw Chaf Aleph, Chaf Aleph, what do you mean, Chaf Aleph Shva, she saw Chaf Aleph Shva by day, she saw Chaf Aleph Adar by day, she saw Chaf Aleph Nisan by day, so since she saw Chaf Aleph three months in a row, all three of them by the Aynas Ayayim, that will establish a Veskavua, and that will be her Veskavua, and Memela on Chaf Aleph, Chaf Aleph Iyar, right? What do we have to Iyar? Chaf Aleph Iyar, she knows that she has a Veskavua and she has to be Pirish and Bidikas and every, everything else that will come into a Veskavua. The second potential Veskavua is a Vestaflaga, which means the amount of time in between each period is the same amount of time. So it's not the same day of the month, but the interval in between is the same amount. And when we count intervals, when we do aflagas, and we'll see this in the Geat of Kavua as well, intervals are always including the day that she saw and including the day, and including the date, the next time of the period. So if she sees, for example, uh, the case I have over here, she saw Aleph, and then she saw Chavtes of Nisan, right, or Shva, so Aleph and Chavtes, that's called our flag of 29 days. We count the day of the Re'iyah, and the next day of the Re'iyah, and it's Eilu Lakan Lakan, which means the day of the Re'iyah will be considered day, the 29th day of, since the, since the last period, and it will be day number one of the next 29 days, and therefore 29 days after Chavtas Nisan, she'll have to be Pirish again. So instead of it being based on the Yom HaChaydash, it's based on how much, you know, based on uh, how much can her, how much can her, uter how much blood can her uterus hold before the uterus sheds the blood. So it's 28 days, 29 days, 30 days, whatever that is, that's called the Vesta Flaga. And again, it goes based on counting the day of the Re'iyah, both days of the Re'iyah, the day of the first Re'iyah, the day of the second Re'iyah. Obviously, this pattern is different than Avesta Yom HaChaydesh because this pattern will take four times to do and not three times to do. In order to have a pattern of three times, you obviously need to have, you're going to need to have four Re'iyahs and not three Re'iyahs. So Avesta Yom HaChaydesh will be established in three times. This will need four times, not because it needs a Chazaka four times, just because practically, in order to have three periods of 29 days, you're going to have to have four Re'iyahs, one, two, and then that's considered one, one period. And then obviously, Gehenna to have three periods of 
of uh, of haflaga. That is called. Those are the two ways to establish a veskavua. Again, veskiyam achaydesh or vestaflaga. How do you break a veskavua? So the way to break a veskavua is you need three times not saying on the day of the vest, which means that the veskavua we gave yoyim achaydesh, the easier one, is chaf aleph to the chaydesh, chaf aleph, chaf aleph shvat shisis, chaf aleph adar shisis, chaf aleph nisan shisis, and then she comes to chaf aleph sivan, chaf aleph ear. And she's supposed to be singing Chaf Aleph Ir. She doesn't say Chaf Aleph Ir. She doesn't say Chaf Aleph Sivan. She doesn't say Chaf Aleph Tamuz. Then she was Iker her vest. She was Iker her vest Kavua. And Mimela, she no longer has to be worried about a vest Kavua. However, the Chumrah of a vest Kavua is that as long as she hasn't been Kavea, a new vest Kavua, we always assume it's always Tolava Aymid. It's always hanging there. And which means if the next, let's say, six months, she just sings sporadically. She sees randomly without any real Kavias. She's singing a vest in a Kavua. So she'll obviously have to be worried about a vest Kavua. But if at ever, at any point, she starts singing again in Chaf Aleph even one month, right, right away, that, that vest Kavua that was Tolava Aymid kicks back in and she goes back into the vest Kavua for the next month. And again, if she doesn't see the next month, then it goes back to being, being breaking the vest, breaking the vest Kavua through not saying three times. So that's called a vest Kavua. And again, the way to establish a vest Kavua is through three Re'iyas and the same Aina, either by Haflaga or vest HaChaydesh. And the way to break, and that's the way to establish it. The way to break it is by not seeing three times during the time, during her vest Kavua, the time that she's spoke to see. Another Chumrah Bevest Kavua is that if she sees, she has a Vest Kavua and then she doesn't, and then she doesn't see the fourth month, so now she, Still worried about a veskavua because she hasn't not seen for three months, but she has to be worried about a veskavua and a veshaina kavua. So, for example, she saw chafalaf, chafalaf, chafalaf. The next month she saw chaf gimel. Now, the next month she has to be worried about chaf aleph because that's her veskavua. Plus, she also has to be worried about any vest shaina kavua, which we'll discuss in a minute, or the vest aflaga of chaf gimel to chaf aleph to chaf gimel. And she has to be worried about yoyim achaydesh of chaf gimel. She has to be worried and and yoyim abeinah. She'll have to be worried about all those, even though she has a veskavua, because since she's in between, we're not sure if she's starting to be oiker. Veskavua, she has to be worried about a Veskavua and Veshainikavua. That's all Veskavua. Clear? Is it only night and only day? Or it Meaning? No, it's only Kavua can only be created if she saw the same Aina three times in a row. Night, 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 day, 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 exactly. Exactly, or they did it. It has to be the same Aina all three times in order to create a Veskavua. That's why I just mentioned to somebody the chances of creating a Veskavua. I'm not a statistician, but if you take, if you take let's say, the average woman, we'll see between day 28 and 32. Right, so you're, you're averaging four or five days, right? So about four or five days. If you take those five days and you split it up into, into two periods, two aynas, that's 10 times, right? And then you have to hit it three months in a row. So again, I'm not a statistician. I don't know, I don't know what, the, what the chances and probability are, but it's a, very high, it's, a very, it's a very unlikely chance to be able to hit it three months in a row. It's hitting the jackpot because you're hitting it three months in a row on the same day of the month or the same amount of aflaga and the same aina. So the probabilities are not very high and that's why uh, again, this is this is something uh, I I haven't been in the field that long, but you can talk to people that have been in it. It's 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 kamat not benim And again, if a woman does think that she has a veskavua, so it's good that to bring your calendar or your app to a rav and show it to him and make sure that you really did something right. That if there's no glitch in the app or there's no glitch in your calendar, but it's good that to bring it because the chances of again of hitting a veskavua are very unlikely. That's all lagabi b'mechazal or you know the the one in a million woman who hits a veskavua bismanenu. Well, what's more negate to us and most and, and negate to, to to all of us is a vest she'ena kavua. We're only going to discuss at the beginning. We're going to discuss the three most common vest she'ena kavua, or the three things she needs to be chayshish when she has a vest she'ena kavua. We won't discuss the chumras till after, which means there are chumras that come up also. Or zeruah, the base mayor will discuss that right after, and then Ritz Hashem will discuss some of the more uncommon vest, some of the more uncommon vest she'ena kavua that she needs to be worried about, and then Ritz Hashem will discuss what. Lamaisa she has to do 
or not do, what she has to stay away from on the actual day of the vest. So when it comes to a woman who does not have a vest kavua, which means the average woman, Mizmanenu, does not have a vest kavua, so Chazal say that she has to be worried about three things. Since we don't know, we have to assume that every vest in a kavua, every woman is the beginning of establishing her vest kavua. So we have to be worried about three things. We have to be worried about the yayma chaydash that she saw, which means if she saw on, our example, she saw today, chaf aleph, Shva by day, the next month she has to be worried about Chaf Alef Shva by day. The same Aina, she has to be worried Chaf Alef Adar by day. She has to be worried, that's called her vest, Yoyim HaChaydesh. The same, again, the same day of the month, she has to be worried, the same Aina that she saw last time, she has to be worried the next month. Vest HaFlaga means, the same way it means in the vest Kavua, the amount of days, in, the amount of interval in between the two periods, which means, again, in the case we said Aleph and Chavtes is 29 days in between, including the day of both, including both days of Re'iyah. The first Re'iyah and the second Re'iyah, she has to be worried about that as well, which means if she sees Chaf Aleph, if she sees, uh, the example we gave is Aleph and Chavtes, 29 days later, she needs to be worried, that's called her Vest Aflaga, again, even a woman who has a Vest Shainikvua has to be worried about a Vest Aflaga, she has to be nervous at the same way, the past two months, the interval in between the two periods is 28, 29, 50, 30 days, whatever number it was, she has to be worried that the next month as well, the next time the Re'iyah, is also going to be that same interval of 28, 29, and she also, that she also has to be Pirish on that day, which is called Vest Aflaga, that's number two, and number three is called Ainabeninus, which is day number 30. And that Chazal said that's the average, that's the day that's most common to see. That's called an Aynabeinus, which means 30 days from a last Riyah. That's, those, that's the main thing that you need to remember. And again, Vestas sounds very complicating. The main thing you need to remember is that every woman who has a Vesha and a Kavol, which is the average woman, needs to be worried about three things. And a lot of times these days overlap, so they can, they can ro be rolled into one day or two days. But she needs to be worried about three main things. And th those are the only things that you really need to know well. You need to know. And everything else, again, the, the, everything else is really side points to these three main things. Vest Yamachaydash, which means the day of the month, the same Aina. Vest Haflaga, which means the interval between the two periods. And Aina Beninus, which is day 30. That's what you need to know for Vesha in a Kavua. That's what you need to know for the average woman in Now, how do you break a Vesha in a Kavua? The same way a Vesha in a Kavua is created with one month, it's also broken the next month, which means, our example, she saw a Chaf Aleph Shva. She saw a Chaf Aleph Shva by day. So then the next month on Chaf Aleph Shva, Chaf Aleph Adar by day, she needs to be Pirish. She doesn't see Chaf Aleph, by, Chaf Aleph Adar by day. She no longer, the next month, Chaf Aleph Nisan, she no longer has to be worried. If, the, if she still hasn't had her period, the couple can be together. There's no need for Bidika, there's no need for Prisha, no need for anything, because she broke her Vesha in a Kavua of Yom Echidesh. The same thing will apply for Aflaga. Ainabeninus will obviously be there every month, 30 days after, 30 days after the Re'iyah, but both to break the Vest HaChidesh and Vest HaFlaga, which are in a Kavua, all you need is one month that she doesn't see. So again, the next month she has to be worried about it. If it doesn't come the next month and she did a Bidika, she doesn't have to be worried about a Bechlal. Those are all, those are the three main ones. Now again, there are, as I said, there are other ones, there are Dilug, there is, there is, um, there is a, a Dilug, Dilug Baflaga. Dilug just means if there's some sort of pattern which is taking place, but not a, not a, not a, not a pattern which is 28, 28, 28, but example, Dilug would mean 28, 29, 30, or Dilug, Dilug, or Dilug Baflaga, or, or, Dilug Baflaga will mean 28, 30, 32, or Dilug Baflaga Mafreya will mean 32, 30, 28, or Dilug Mafreya will mean 30, 29, 28. Right, those are all the cases. Dilug Mafreya, Dilug, right? This, right, Vesta Dilug, Dilug Mafreya, Dilug Baflaga. Those are, huh? Right, or it keeps on going up. All of, the, all of those are examples. It, it, it's, it's, if a woman's doing it on a piece of paper and she gets this, 
I think it's phenomenal that she's able to pick up on a, on a panel like this. I think it's very, very un- unlikely that a woman would even chap to, to, hit, to hit a panel like this. Those are all the other examples that, that Chazal discussed, which are called, you know, vestilog, vestilog, mafreya. Again, they're not very common. And again, if you're using an app or even if you're using a piece of paper, they're not very common. Be conscious of what they are. It's because I don't know that patterns can be created in ways that are not just the typical way of the same day of the Chaydash. But those are the ones that a woman, the, those are the three ones that we discussed, the three ones that a woman needs to be worried about. Again, Vesta Chaydash, Aina Beninus, and Vesta Flag. Additionally, there's something born in the Machaber called the Vesta Guf, which is also specific symptoms which come at the onset of the period, also not very common. Many women will have symptoms at the beginning of the period. They'll have cramping, they won't feel well, they'll get mood swings. Those, none of those are considered a Vesta Guf. If a woman for some reason feels like she really has a Vesta Guf, she knows 100% when she feels a certain sensation, she knows that she's about to get her period, talk to a Rav because most of the things that are called a Vesta Guf are not, which means a woman has mood swings, but that's not the only thing that causes the mood swings. If the kids are cranky and the kids are up at night and the kids are in the dentist, a woman will also have mood swings. So it's not, oh, anytime she has a mood swing, she vada gets her period. Yeah, it happens to me before she gets a period, she gets some mood swings, but she also gets mood swings different times of the month. And therefore, if needs to be something which is concrete, that she knows that when she feels this feeling, either emotionally or physically, she feels a certain feeling, she knows vade that it's going to be the onset of her period, and therefore that's also something which is not considered common, that's called Vesta Guf, and again, those are the those are the other Vestas which are not as common, which we're not going to discuss. Additionally, there is a Machlekes in the Achreinim, based on how to learn Ramah, of something which is called the vest, Vestimea Mavucha, which is much more common, which means that a woman always sees within a certain period of, de- of days, which means, let's say the average woman that we just mentioned, sees in between 28 and 32. And she always is seeing in between these, you know, four or five days, she always sees between day 28, 31, 28, 32. That's called Vestimea Mavucha. The Arachwanim that learned that a woman needs to be Pirish in all those days are considered a vest, which means 28, 29, 30, 31, regardless of what she saw before. We don't pass on like that. We don't pass on like that. We don't consider it. However, it is Kedai that if she knows that she's very likely to see, she can always do a kinuach mebachutz, which we discussed already, I think, in two shirim ago, that if you do a bedika, bedika is going to always lead you into potential issues because the slightest drop of blood on an eid bedika, we have to be chayshish that it was a hergish, and therefore you have to be chayshish that it's metame. Mashenke, if you do a kinuach mebachutz, you don't assume it came with any hergish, and even if there is dam on there, as long as you did it with something which is not makabal toma, you did it with a toilet paper or a tissue, something like that, even if you do find a small amount of blood, as long as it's not a large amount, won't make her, won't make her tummy. So that's all agave, the vestis, and those are agave, the iker vestis that are what a person needs to know, I guess, Vestia Machaydash, Ainabaninus, and Vesta Flaga. Those are three, and again, there are many other ones, but those are the three Ica ones that needs to know. That, 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 that a woman and a man needs to know, that, uh, I should speak out, that, that, that the Chiv of being careful about being parish to Mehavest, it's not just the one Zachrais, it's a woman and the man, and the man Zachrais. Maybe in every marriage, somebody else takes care of who's on top of the Vestas, but it's both of their Achrais to know. You know, the, woman, the man can't say, listen, I, I left it up to the wife. They're both Achrais to know exactly what's going on and, uh, and making sure that they're both. Uh, they're both keeping all the Vestas. That's the Gabi, all the Iker Vestas. Now, there are Chumras that it comes to Vestas. Some of the Chumras are more widely accepted and some are less wi- widely accepted. The first one, probably the one that's most widely accepted, at least by B'nai Yeshivas, and I think in Lakewood this is taught by, by all, by all, like, by all uh, Chassan, Chassan, uh, Teaching, I think Ramosha already brings down the Panei Shivas, Panei I think should do, I think Ramosha, right? Zarzarua, right? I think Ramosha already brings down a lashon like that, the Panei should be mocked, on that is the Chum of the Arzarua. The Arzarua just adds in an extra buffer zone of an extra Aina to every vest, which means vest Yama Chaydash, vest, vest Haflaga, and Aina Beninus, as opposed to it being just one Aina, which like, as we said, all vests go based on Aina, the Arzarua will add in one Aina before, so which means if, for example, the case we saw is that a woman saw Chaf Aleph, Chaf Aleph Shva, so the next month she needs to be worried about Yoyim HaChaydash Chaf Aleph Adar by day. However, the Arzurah will say, not only should she be worried about by day, add an extra buffer of one extra Aina, and she should be worried about it by night also. She should also 
consider that to be her vest. And again, that's something which many people keep, and that's a, that's, that's a chumrah which is very commonly kept. Uh, it, it's not, not, every time that, uh, not every time that you keep a chumrah will actually come on the chumrah. A lot of them will overlap. A lot of them anyways that will, will be rolled into one. A lot of them anyways, by the time you keep the chumrah, woman's going to already have a period. So again, they, they sound like chumras, but a lot of them are, end up being rolled into one, and they're not end up being. The other, the other chumrah, which is a chumrah of Chrysia Placey, which is similar to the Arzura, except the Chrysia Placey says, says that you always add in a calendar day, which means the Chrysia Placey says, if you see by day, you consider the night before, and if you see by night, you consider the day after, right? So the crazy place is a little bit similar to the Arzur that he adds an extra buffer, except the crazy place's buffer is not always before, it could be after, it's just a halachic calendar day. So the difference obviously is, the nafkamina is actually when she sees by night. So according to crazy place, you keep the one after, according to the Arzur, you keep the one before, not as commonly kept, and even if a person doesn't keep them, you definitely, you definitely don't stack these two chumras, the crazy place or Arzurua. It's one or the other, and the one common, commonly kept in America is Arzurua. If I think, if I remember correctly, I think in Eretz Yisrael, crazy place is more commonly kept than Arzurua. If I remember correctly, we definitely... Right, I think, I think in Eretz Yisrael, they're more into keeping the crazy place in Arzurua, but in America, definitely, those that are machmer keep the Arzurua, and you don't keep both the Arzurua and the crazy place. That, that's, one, that's one or two chumras. The third chumra is chumra of by Aina Bainanis, that we said Aina Bainanis is 30 days after the last Re'iyah. The, 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 chumrah, the chumrah of, by Aina Bainanis is to keep not just day 31, but to keep 30, but to, not just to keep day 30, but to keep day 31 as well. It's Machlekes, exactly, but Aina Bainanis is 30, 31. And there are those that are Machma to keep both day 30 and day 31. Now again, that's something that if a person learned and a person wants to keep it, it's definitely, it's definitely chumrah. I don't think it's nearly as commonly kept as the Urzerua. And even, it, it, only, it only ends up hitting basically every other month, because if you just make the cheshman, if you have vest yoyim is always gonna come out, vest yoyim is always gonna come out on day 30 or 31, right? Vest yoyim is always gonna come out day 30 or 31, because every month is either chas or mali. So therefore, if the previous month, if the previous month was a chaydash mali, then the vest yoyim is always gonna come out day 30, number 31. And if the previous month was a chaydash chaser, then it's gonna come out day number 30. So you're only keeping it six out of 12 months a year, but uh, again, that's a chumrah that, that there are those that keep, that it's not just day 30, but it's day 30, 31. It's also not so common because most a lot of women by day number 31, they already got their period, they already started staining. So again, not such a major, not such a majorly common common cap, but it's also not such a major chumrah. That's chumrah number three. Chumrah number four is the base mayor, which is Vesta Flaka Gitzara, Oikar Vesta Flaga Rucha. Sounds very complicating, but basically the, the base mayor says that if you have a Vesta Flaga Gitzara, it won't be Oikar a Vesta Flaga Rucha, which means Vesta flaga goes based on the intervals, the amount of days that are in between. So for example, a woman sees 28 days apart, you know, one month, one, one, one period to the next period is 28 days apart. The next month, she needs to be worried about 28 days. What happens if she has a Vesta flaga of 28 days? The next month, she sees 26 days, right? So as opposed to seeing, as opposed to passing the day of that flaga, she is middle bleeding by the day of that flaga. So the base mayor says that one, you have to be machmer and you don't assume that the Vesta flaga kitsara which means the shorter aflaga, the shorter interval, will be Iker, the larger interval, and the next month, she'll have to be worried both about day 26 and day 28, which means even if she passes day 26, which is the Vesta Flaga Gitsara, and she comes into day number 28, she has to keep both 26, 28. If a woman does do this, you can end up coming out, you can end up having three or four Vesta Flagas, because aside from the Vesta Yamechidesh, and the and the inabinist. If you have vesta flaga and one month was twenty six, next month twenty seven, twenty eight. I'm sorry, one month was twenty nine, and then you're working backwards, twenty eight, twenty seven, twenty six, and then the next month you see thirty. She can end up having four days in a row, which are called the vesta flaga, according to the base mayor, because each one of those are vesta flaga guitars, which were never iker. The vesta flaga, uh, vesta flaga arucha. Again, it's machlekes rishanim, machlekes achrayim. If a person uh, 
did learn to keep it. You can keep it, but it's a chumrah, which again is not as commonly kept. Most most of them will hold that they, especially they, I think that by Chassan for sure they teach us that you just hold a flaga. Katsara is aikra flaga arucha, and therefore, as long as she saw day 26, as opposed to day 28, in our example, that will be Iker 28, and next month she only has to be worried about day 26, and not day 28. It's just important to speak out that all of these chumras that we spoke about, including the chumra of the Arzurah, which is the most commonly kept, will all get knocked out anytime, anytime as a mitzvah, which means, for example, the Ramaz case is if the husband's Yitzhah Laderech, or it's Lal Tfilah, then even though the vest itself won't get knocked out, but the chumra of the vest will definitely get knocked out, and therefore, when a vest will fall out on the, on the day that the when a vest will fall out on the day that the husband's yitzel lederech the 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 way we paskin is they they're aser betashmish but they could do they could do a, they could do divrei ritzu chibak nishuk but not tashmish however when it comes to a chumrah which means the arzurua falls out the husband's leaving leaving town Sunday morning and matzah shabbos is the arzurua then the couple's hundred percent mutter and tashmish and even a mitzvah for the husband to uh, for the husband to, to have tashmish with his wife because he's yitzel lederech it's interesting I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen what, what, the the the, the Criteria of Yetzel Derech. I just saw this here for the first time. The criteria of Yetzel Derech is that he's going away for a long enough time that he would, would miss the average amounts of time that, that the couple has Tashmish, which means that the couple has Tashmish twice a week and he's going away and he's going to miss one of the times that they would have. That's called the Yetzel Derech, which means if a husband goes away for one night, but they're not having Tashmish every night, that's not called the Yetzel Derech. It's only that he's being Yetzel Derech to the point that they would actually miss out on her, on her, on her, uh, on the couple being together, that's when the chiv of Yetzel Derech comes in. But again, those chumras of the vestas, even if a person keeps them, whether it's, whether it's the base mayor, whether it's Arzeruah, whether it's Kresi Aplesi, all of those chumras will, will not apply anytime it's, a, anytime it's a mitzvah, which is either Lel Tfila or a case of Yetzel Derech. That is all agabi, how you calculate vestas. Now, what do you actually do on a vest or not do on a vest? So on the day of the, on the, day of the vest, obviously, the couple needs to be perished. They can't actually have tashmish. Even if she gets a clean bedika and does a bedika in the day of the vest and it comes out clean, the couple needs to be perish. The only thing they need to be perish would be is from tashmish. However, the halacha is that they need to be perish from chibak anishik as well, at least an intimate type of chibak anishik, hugging and kissing. Chibak anishik need to be perish as well. In addition, the Shulchan Acharaf says also sleeping in the same bed is also, they, they need to be perish. Makes Kavachimer. And again, he's, he's the one that was seemingly Mechadashit or he took it as Dever Pashit. But I think that that's the general accepted midday because they're not just Chibak anishik, but sleeping in the same mita as well. They need to, they need to separate Mishah's vest. All other chakas are totally mutter, passing, touching, everything else is totally mutter. A non passionate hug or kiss, which means, you know, Berkowitz example, I remember we learned there's like a peck on the cheek, like that type of thing, that's totally mutter on, on the MFS. It's only something which has, which has actually, in, which has, it's an intimate, it's an or sleeping in the same mitah, and obviously tashmish, that will be, that will be considered to be, that will be usr, and, and they, need, they need to separate on the day of the vest. Again, the whole oina of the actual vest. Additionally, aside from the fact that they actually need to be perished, she needs to do bedika. What's the point of the bedika? The point of the bedika is to know what's going on on the day of the vest. Today's a day when they need to be, they need to be nervous, they need to be uh, overly conscious of the fact that she may be getting her period. Therefore, they do a bedika in order to see what's Lavaisa going on. How many bedikas she need to do? She only needs to, only needs to, only needs to do one bedika, and the bedika only needs to be done on the days that are actually meikra din, which means even if the couple keeps arzurua, she does not need to do a bedika by arzurua, and then again by during the day, she only needs to do Badika once by day, which means the maximum amount of badikas that a woman should be doing is three badikas. That's the maximum amount. One by one by Vesta Khaidash, one by one by Ainabaninus, and one by Aflaga. Should never be more than three. That's that's the max amount of badikas that a woman should be doing. And as we said, even if she gets a clean badika, they still have to continue to be Pyrish for the rest of for the rest of the time. If a woman misses a bedika when it comes when it comes to a vest, a woman doesn't do a bedika. So it really depends. If it's a if it's a if it's a vest kavua, 
then, then, then she needs to do a bedika before they're together. But again, that's not a common case. But if it's a woman who has a vesha in a kavua, so if it's a vesky or a chaydesh or vesta flaga, so it's not ma'akeh b'diyavid. But if it's a vesta in a benanis, then a pasha is ma'akeh b'diyavid. It won't mean that she, that she become aser, but she just has to do a bedika before the couple before the couple gets back together again. That's um, that's will uh, that, that that's will be consider- that's will be ma'akeh, and that's what she needs to do before they get back together again. Um, if all the days of the vestas pass, which means she has vesta chaydesh, vesta flaga, vesta vest, inabainanis, and she passes all three of them, which means she's up to day number 32, she passed all three of them, she did a bidika and hasn't seen anything, halachically they're totally okay, they can be together without any problem. However, it's very likely, unless, unless she's pregnant, it's highly likely that she's going to be seeing her period any day now or any minute now, and therefore, although they could be intimate, the Maisa, again, goes back to that same, that same Eitzatayva that we mentioned a few times before, she should at least do a Kinuach Mevachutz before having any Tashmish, which means an external wipe, not internal, and to do it with a Devash Enema a tissue, a wipe, a pad, something like that, do it with the Devash Enema just so they can get some sort of clarity in what's going on and see if there's blood on there, then she won't become tummy as long as it's not a large stain. And if there is, but if, uh, and if there's no blood in there, then they can have Tashmish, they can assume that it's not here yet, and either she's pregnant or it's not coming for another day or two, and that will all be considered to be fine. That is all the Gabi Allah has a vestus. The exceptions to vestus of when a woman does not need to keep a vest is what Chazal called Selak is Damim, which means that a, wo- a woman is no longer having dam. That is uh, either a woman who's already post, you know, post, uh, Post menopause, she's not she's not uh, she's not seeing blood anymore, or a woman who's pregnant, it's probably the more common case, or a case of Menekis, we'll discuss in a minute. A woman who's pregnant, so Bimechazal, they said that Bimechazal, the Matthias was that a woman was still able to see blood during the first three months of pregnancy. Bismanenu, it's not it's not uh, it's not very likely, and she should talk to the doctor if she is seeing blood during her during her pregnancy, but it's not very likely she's seeing blood. She becomes Mr. Lekas Dumb right away. However, Ramesha writes that Ramesha writes that even if even if she somehow found out that she was pregnant before her first, which means most, most of the time what will happen is very simple. A woman, a woman how, how does a woman find out she's pregnant? She misses three festus, and then she says, she's, it's day number 32, 33, 34, and she still hasn't got her period. She takes a pregnancy test, and she sees that she becomes pregnant. So right now, the next month, even if you hold, like, even if you hold, even if you hold, like, the way we pass in Alacha, you have to be worried about Masalak is done for three months, she doesn't have any more vestas because she just knocked out, she was just Iker, all of her vestas in a kavua because she went through all three of them, and she missed it. The only case that will happen, that a woman will have to w- be worried about what worried about Vestas when she's pregnant if she did a pregnancy test on day number 25. For some reason, she did a pregnancy test before she even hit her Vestas, and then she hits the Vestia Machaydash, and she hasn't been Iker yet because last month she wasn't pregnant. Now she wants to know if she has to be Pirish, so Lamaisa or Machmer, and she should be, should be, should be Pirish even during that first month. And so Ramaisha writes, even though she knows that she's pregnant, she should be halachic like a Mishalak is Damim, since this is Bimechazal, she received for the first two months, she still be Machmer. It's not a very common case. Someone, Mamish just asked this to me last month. I thought it was a very like, I was like, why do you, why do you wife do a pregnancy? For some reason, she did a pregnancy test like 20 days, 20 days since her last period. She talked to she was pregnant. And then they wanted to know if they have to be person on the MFS. Lisa, at least for the first month, which is the only month that's Nagea, she should be a... Uh she should be pirish. The other example that, Chaza, that the Mechaber brings down of a Mishalak is as a woman who's pregnant. Again, Bimei Chazal, a Mishalak is dumb and preg- by pregnancy went for 24 months, two full years. That's not very likely that a woman will, will, will nurse clean, not very likely that a woman will nurse period for two years. And even if a woman will nurse for two years, it's not likely she'll nurse clean for two years. But Lamaisa, Lagabi Mishalak is dumb, which means she doesn't have to be chayshish for any vestas that she has. And anyways, a pregnancy will knock anything out. And until she, until she's, uh, until she sees again, she starts seeing again. Once she starts seeing again, Mishalak is doesn't mean that if she sees dam, she's not a nida, right? Even if a woman's pregnant, she sees dam, of course she can become a need. Mislak is dam, it just means a gabi vestus, she doesn't have to be worried of vestus, and then when a woman's pregnant, if she, if she sees blood, when a woman's nursing, once she starts seeing blood again, whether it's a month later or six months later, then obviously she has to start being conscious of it, start counting it down, and then it will, it will start taking her 
We'll start counting Lagabi Vestas again. The other case that the place can bring down is a woman's on birth control, some sort of birth control. So ID, whether it's pills or something like that, and she's already established that this is the kind of birth control which will hold back her period and not cause her to bleed, which she needs some sort of a weight to know that. If a woman switches birth control, not every birth control works perfectly, and she has to know that this is a birth control which will actually hold back her hold back her period. If she doesn't, she's ascertained that it's already gonna work, then it will be considered to be then it will be considered to be also Mesalakis Dhamma. She doesn't have to worry about Vestas as well. Those are Lagabi all the halachas of Vestas. Um, Lagabe, okay, uh, we'll skip him for the because I think this is last year, Lagabe, Lagabe, uh, at what point in childbirth she becomes Tamea, and that's, uh, I'll just discuss for one minute, at what point, at what point in childbirth does, does a woman become Tamea? Obviously during pregnancy, she must select his Dhamim, then at a certain point, once she starts, once she starts, once she starts giving birth, so she'll become Tamea, right? There's always the question, the couple's going in to, to you know, to, she's giving birth, you want to know how long could the husband be there, holding her hand, helping her, being, you know, being there for her in a way which is, in a way which is, uh, would be us when she's in Nida, so it depends. If she sees blood, Blood, she's obviously tummy, right? As soon as she sees blood, she's obviously going to be tummy, and she'll be tummy needed with all the achakas that apply. But if she hasn't seen blood, so either at the point when she's in active labor, which is unable to walk on her own, she's considered Yeshevas Alamajbar, and at that point she's already considered tummy. I think the, I think the, the, the number the place can give is to see, if she's seeing active contractions every two minutes apart. Somewhere, somewhere about that active labor at that point she's already considered to be a she's already be considered to be tame, tame nida and they have to keep all achakas if the mucus plug comes out and there's no dam in the mucus plug that won't be matame her and there's a whole shot about membrane stripping we discussed this at length but Richard still don't have a clarity in it but again the place commander doctors I think said that it doesn't really help much for pregnancy if to, you know, to, to bring on birth that's all agave uh, agave before pregnancy and after once she gives birth so halachically for a, for a boy, she's only telling me seven days, and for a girl, she's telling me 14 days. Realistically speaking, it's highly unlikely that a woman will become clean within 14 days of within 14 days of birth, even by C-section, which is quicker. 14 days is, is very, very rapid and, and probably unlikely that she's actually clean. Once a woman starts becoming, once a woman sees that she's actually clean and she stopped bleeding, whenever that is, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, whenever that, whenever that is, then she, all she needs to do is, she doesn't need to count the five days, all she needs to do is a half sick tire before Shkia, she counts the seven days, she doesn't need to do a moich, and then she's able to go to the mikvah, if Khalila, the couple has a miscarriage, she discussed with the Rav, exactly that's called the Yolades, that that's called, considered far enough into labor that's already considered to be a childbirth, and to make her tummy or not make her tummy, and that's uh, a basic sikkim on, on, I think, everything that's left to do. Shukaf.